This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let's get to the 8 at 8. You're listening to KLT and KLT HD2, an Odyssey station. One. All right, number one, let's start Super Bowl. Um, we are um, we're not flush with storylines other than you've got two really good football teams. One looking to kind of continue its... Patriots of the 2020s vibe with the Kansas City Chiefs. The other one, San Francisco, looking to win their first Super Bowl since 1994. They've been a couple of times since then, but they've not won a Super Bowl in in 30 years. That feels weird to say that the San Francisco 49ers are about to be. Am I am I right on that? They're 30 years between Super Bowl wins right now. I think poverty I'm, franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been it's a, a poverty times. franchise. They've been a couple times. They're still viewed as a blue blood franchise. No, they're. You know what they are in a Cowboys lot of ways. have actually won one more recently than they have. Oh, disgusting. Yep. So, you heard me. Uh, no, not obviously. I'm joking about the poverty franchise yeah. part of it. No, it just uh, it illustrates how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Yep. It's like it was for the Eagles for a long, long, long time. Indeed. Um, the, the Niners' practice field is not up to snuff. Yeah, what's going on with this? I don't know. It looks like they're going to tough it out and practice on this sh- soft field that they've got over at UNLV. I yeah. would feel like if I were the Niners, I would feel like the Chiefs are getting preferential treatment. They get to use the, the stadium, Allegiant Stadium. They got the Niners over it. I wonder if they flip a coin for something like that. Yeah. They got the Niners over at UNLV. Not even a Power 5 school. Is this a Pro Bowl victory type of thing or something? Maybe. Who won the Pro Bowl games? NFC. Okay, so that would yeah, show it should so have been the 49ers be getting that. Can you imagine that if that was the like the prize for winning the Pro Bowl? <laughs> you the Super Bowl participant gets to pick where they practice that. That's the ultimate fo- football guy oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. So Niners practice field, that's a big storyline right now in a Super Bowl that does that's, not have a ton of big storylines. I would like Honestly, I wouldn't worry about that from a performance perspective, but I would worry about it from a possible injury perspective or something. Right, right, right. You know, yep. You're out there practicing on soft, soft mud, chance of injury, chance of leg fatigue, all that stuff. Yep. Two. Uh, international games, that was one of the subjects of Roger Goodell's State of the NFL uh, press conference yesterday. Talked about gambling, talked about player safety, officiating, gave, I think, all the answers we could have predicted. The one bit of information he did give and unveil in that, in, that, um, in that press conference was that the last international game, they've already unveiled who the hosts are going to be for the three London games and the Germany game. There's going to be a game in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and the host team will be the Philadelphia Eagles, who are not on the Texan schedule, yeah. and thus Seth will not get to realize his dream, at least this year, of covering a game in Sao Paulo, Brazil, involving the Houston Texans. I really, uh, I somehow thought that that was actually going to happen. 
I, I feel like uh, I, I in my mind is kind of like when you have a lottery ticket and you start almost feeling like, oh yeah, I'm definitely winning this thing. You start making your plans. Am I the only one who's like that? <laughs> and, uh, I dream when I buy a lottery ticket. I do tend to dream. I don't make plans. I don't dream, but like I, I tend to almost take it as a reality or a given. And I, in my mind, that uh, the Texans were going to play in Brazil. I was going to learn Portuguese between now and then, mm-hmm. and I was going to become the voice of Brazilian-American football. It was going to be a really good niche for you, I think, too. There sure probably should be. I should team up with one of these uh, Gracie brothers or something. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of, there's got to be some kind of jujitsu slash football tie-in for here sure. that we could, we could capitalize on. I bet the Texans get one of those London games. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I don't feel... Seth Payne, Brazil confident level about it, but the Vikings and the Jags both are hosting a London game this year, and those are both road teams on the Texans schedule. I feel like I've got a better chance of understanding Portuguese than understanding some of these Brits in the way they talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a damn clue what they're saying. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. You go mm-hmm. over there and you're expecting, you know, like you're watching an episode of The Crown or something. Mm-hmm. And no, it's a bunch of, it's more Kadarius Tony than it is The Crown. I watch The Crown to learn English. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, <laughs> ep, 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 I love the Queen. <laughs> Give me the three again, Ben. Three. All right, there we go. Um, we know Mike Vrabel did not get a head coaching job this go around. He got fired from the Tennessee Titans, interviewed for a few of the jobs that were open. Ultimately did not wind up with one of those jobs. Interesting theory being floated to Diana Rossini of The Athletic by a random GM at the Senior Bowl. She said this on The Athletic Football Show earlier this week. Quote, I don't think there was a fit for Vrabel. I don't think he sat in front of any owner who thought that his style was going to work for what they were looking for. I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, <laughs> that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions, and that is a factor, end quote. i got to be honest. I read this a second and a third time, yeah, and I feel like you could play a game like, is this a real quote or is this front porch sports or facts sports <laughs> news or one of those fake news sites? That or just, okay, is this a... I have no doubt it's a real quote, but like in what in what spirit was that quote uttered? Right. Because oh, this guy just joking around, or was there something more to the element of that he's a very like he is alpha as hell, and uh, maybe can come off as kind of like bullying, or that some somebody might feel like all right, just like with Belichick, this guy's going to want to come in and have everything done his way, and he's not going to bend at all. And then the physical stature only adds to that. Yeah. It's it's just ironic because I felt like the whole one of the reasons Vrabel got the job with the Titans was that they said he was so charming with yeah. the interviews and Amy Adams Strunk just loved, loved him. him. Yeah, I could see though where like you mentioned the the, the owner of the the Lions, uh, the Ford granddaughter, yeah. and Amy Adams Strunk. I could see where to a this may come off as misogynistic. I don't know if it will or not. I could see where maybe to a female owner he'd come off as charming and he would intimidate the hell out of some guys. It's not it's not misogynistic because it would be that Vrabel acts differently, kind of like a stereotypical mob boss. Where yeah. around women, he's like, oh, he's the perfect gentleman and everything. Yeah, so but then charming. he goes in and he's dealing with a man and he breaks his knuckles. You know, I, I've, I could totally right. see Vrabel like that. Yes. Four. Four. Okay. Um, Bill O'Brien. Last we saw Bill O'Brien, he was getting hired by Ohio State as their offensive coordinator. Reading a headline here from Fox Sports and several other outlets. Bill O'Brien, Ohio State's Bill O'Brien reportedly leading candidate for the Boston College head coaching job. So it doesn't say he's taking the job. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say he's deep in conversations with them, although he may very well be. 
Um, if Bill O'Brien leaves for the BC head coaching job mere weeks after taking yeah. the Ohio State offensive coordinator job, is that a bad look for Bill O'Brien? I don't think it's. Um, I, I think in this situation, you have to remember that Ryan Day is the play caller, and that maybe Ryan Day wanted. Uh, you know, maybe Brian Day hoped that Bill O'Brien could take over play calling duties so he could focus more on being the head coach. I don't know, but it's not necessarily going to be as big a displacement of their normal operating procedure. Sure. Like Brian Hartline was the, he's still, like Brian Hartline has been the offensive coordinator, then back to receivers coach and all this other stuff. I, I don't, I think this was, um, this isn't as disruptive as if Ryan Day were a defensive minded head coach. And he hired a guy to come in and put his offense in. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think if if it goes through, if Bill O'Brien winds up at BC, yeah. um, and I know I've been super critical of Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, rightfully so. He was a horrible GM. He was an average head coach here um, for the Texans, not here in Vegas, but for the Texans. Um, I think as far as college hires go, I think Boston College is on a level where Bill O'Brien is a good hire for them. They're not a it's not a premier job. It's not that's not a team that's shopping in the in the you know in the expensive aisles at at, at a department store. You know, they're they're shopping for Bill O'Brien who at this stage of his career is kind of a retread. You had thought had you thought originally that the best place for O'Brien to be a head coach was gonna be college? I did, I did when he got fired by the Texans. That was pre transfer portal and NIL. I, I should point that out because I do think I, I can see Bill O'Brien having I can see Bill O'Brien struggling some with the NIL and all the gaga that comes with it, the yeah. empowerment of the of the kids and, and all the agents and all the extra that comes with that. Yeah. The transfer portal thing is interesting because, as you pointed out many times, um, he actually did a really good job of keeping Penn State together as a. As a uh, as a program, when all those kids were granted the right to transfer without any restrictions whatsoever, after Sandusky, he managed to yeah. talk most of those guys into staying. Yeah, so I could see the portal being less of an issue for him. The NIL, I could see being an issue for Bill O'Brien, yeah. just because it 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 puts it puts the kids in the in the position of power, and I think that that might be something uncomfortable for it's him. A, it's uncomfortable. It's it's interesting to see how different coaches react to it because a lot of times it's against their personality type. Like I thought, Saban did a great job in handling the transfer portal, like you never saw him express any frustration or anything over guys leaving in the transfer portal because he knew that that's what he needed to do to to make it look like a welcoming place. When, you know, in reality, I'm guessing it just drove him absolutely insane. Yeah. But he knew how to manage it. And I think O'Brien, I don't know if O'Brien will be as good at suppressing his inner rage as Nick Saban was. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Five. I'm going to skip to this story just because it's a good build off of talking about what we're talking about with NIL and uh, player empowerment. Um, and I don't know if this is something that's going to set a precedent where this is, you know, the canary in the coal mine kind of thing. But uh, Dartmouth men's basketball players are employees and can unionize, according to a National Labor Relations Board regional director up in that part of the like country. This. I don't like where this is headed Yeah, the reg- Ivy League regional director for the NLRB ruled yeah. Monday that Dartmouth men's basketball players are employees and can move forward with an election to unionize. Fifteen Dartmouth men's players in September filed a petition to the board to unionize through the Service Employees International Union Local 560. <laughs> you know the, what? the sides held a I, hearing in October. I wonder, okay... The double-sided blade here is that that's cool and all, and it probably you know might might give them more leverage in some respects. But for the guys who aren't going to get big-time NIL money, which I'm guessing Dartmouth basketball players fall into the category of not big-time NIL money, I would agree. that means all of a sudden that you're 
that you might be paying taxes on uh, your $75,000 a year tuition that's yeah. now all of a sudden considered Dude, pay. You might be paying union dues. And let's remember, too, at a lot of the Ivy League schools now, too, if your parents make less than like $130,000 household income, you're going for free. That's right. As a normal student. Yeah. So, well, okay, you know what? They don't get scholarships at Ivy League schools. So this actually won't affect them. They give right. a lot of financial aid, this, They do, but this won't, but it's not technically... It's not, it's technically, not a scholarship, It's no. not technically a scholarship, so yeah. this actually won't affect them. If this were another school that was giving scholarships, yeah. then all of a sudden that's, that's paid, not just a scholarship. Yep. Six. Um, this, this is a story, I think, that I... That I think Astro fans might be interested in. Just that any time a long-term deal like this gets signed up, I think Astro fans immediately start thinking about Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez and maybe even some younger guys like uh, like like Jeremy Pena, people like that. And maybe Pena more so than anything here. Now, Pena ain't in the category of Bobby Witt Jr. at all right now. But Bobby Witt Jr., phenom shortstop for the Kansas City Royals, who's heading into his third year, just signed an 11-year, $288 million deal with with the Royals. He signed a contract extension with them. It's got a bunch of terms in here. There's a player opt-out after several years. There's a team option three years in where they can extend him for three more years yeah. and tack on another $100 million. It's 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 a, it's an intricate contract. The bottom line is, for me, like my biggest takeaway isn't even Astros related. It's like, okay, if the Royals are giving out 11-year, $288 million deals, business is probably pretty good with baseball right now. It's pretty good with baseball. Yeah. There's new revenue streams coming in all the time mm-hmm. but also i think when it comes to the astros obviously jim crane is unlikely to ever relent on his uh, on his refusal to sign long-term contracts I, I there is a there is a possibility though that maybe they start getting a little bit more sophisticated in the various options that are built in and it, it seems that's where baseball is headed there's more you know we saw it with correa um, you know, multiple options every single year on his deal. So uh, with the Twins, yeah, and I. So maybe that's where the maybe that's where the Astros can be a bit more competitive in either retaining guys or being aggressive is flashing a bunch of cash up front, but it's not technically a long term contract. Yeah, maybe this would be. I just this just popped into my head because I mentioned Pena. If this contract had been signed a year ago, yeah, this would have been a huge story in Houston just because Pena would have been coming off the off season. Or he'd be in the offseason where he's coming off being MVP yeah. of the World Series and the ALCS. As it is right now, and a gold glove, by the way. Uh, as it is right now, he's in an offseason where he hasn't hit a home run since the early part of July. And yet, this is, where I, this is why I try to uh, latch on to the nerds as a uh, life raft. Like, uh, there's a lifeboat and there's a bunch of nerds at the helm. And they, their little arms can't oar or anything, but they're floating and I'm not, you know? Uh, so, right. I, so I'm holding on. And hoping they're trying to lift me up into it, but they're too weak and feeble. But they're trying to lift me up. Like the analytics bros are still pretty positive on Pena, yeah. And like the futures on Pena recognize the potential and the upside. So you figure if you can work work your way through this stuff, as painful as it is for us as as uh, stupid drowning fans, the the nerds are still optimistic. About I, it. I'm still bullish on Pena. Yeah. I just, I boy, that's. That is a long home run drought, man. Like, like it's that's a long home run drought. He's due, Sean. He's due. Uh, re- regression of the mean and so forth. Okay, okay. yeah, I like that. I, I use like, that term now. That's good. I like that. Seven. seven. All right, seven. Jim Harbaugh had this article in the rundown for a couple of days. New court, new uh, head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers said in an interview that he plans to live possibly in an RV for the first few months 
few months he's coaching the Chargers. I don't know if it's because he isn't going to buy a house, but he said he's planning on driving down and maybe parking it at an RV park or maybe Disneyland yeah. and living out of his RV for the first few months that he's there. That is very California wealthy of him. There's a lot of that's very Silicon Valley of him. He's going back uh, to a Silicon Valley route. Okay. Uh, yeah, like a lot of uh, a lot of tech bros just are very much into minimalism and everything. Yeah. So they'll go and they'll they they live in like uh, they're minimalists and yet they live in like an ex- incredibly exclusive Airstream community. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to be in an Airstream. You can be a minimalist, but it's got to be in, an, in a super expensive Airstream. Right. But they're not living in mansions. Right. So I could see bougie minimalism. Bougie they, minimalism. Yeah. 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 Like those people that go to Burning Man <laughs> and have like an air conditioned tent and everything. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Glamping. So they can love they can love humanity. Just not don't get close to me. Um, um, so yeah, yeah that time you know that John Riggins lived in an RV for a year or two, a really? season or two, like outside the yeah. He just parked it next to the practice field. How nice would the RV need to be for you to live in it for a few months? Oh, not not that nice at all. Yeah, yeah. I could. I um, think you'd do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think- I actually, I I like when it comes to RVs. I like a s- smaller is better because you tend to actually get outside more. Yeah, that's like a good if you're call. if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to live in an RV and mm-hmm. I'm going to live a life where I, I see things. If you have a big cushy one, you tend to you tend to realize how comfortable it is. And you spend a lot of time inside. Yeah, yeah, I've rented a bunch of RVs. I've just never plunked down uh, for I, a long. Period I know of time. I wouldn't be good with the maintenance, and it'd end up being a mess. You got to seal them and everything. Oh, really? You got to reseal it. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to give it a go, but if there's work involved. <laughs> no chance. They're awesome, though. Oh, I would, yeah. I would like to live in. One. I'm always jealous when I drive by one on the road. I'm like, that looks like it would be fun drive because I like driving cross country. You know what yeah. I mean? I like doing that. No, it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. It's just you, you do get to uh, sit out by you sit out by campfires a mm-hmm. lot more than you would. When you're just sitting at home watching watching a, a Seinfeld episode for the 28th time, you'd be but surprised. But now you can watch that Seinfeld episode by yeah. your campfire with the with the TV on your RV. Oftentimes, I like to go outside after watching Seinfeld and lighting a nice campfire in the middle of Kirby. That's what I do. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Did you know that there's a series coming out? I believe on Apple TV. I'll look and see where it's coming out. Where um, it's an eight episode miniseries where Michael Douglas is playing Benjamin Franklin. Did you know this? No. It's he's he's playing. It's called Franklin. I was thinking of Kirk titled. Douglas. So I'm like, that's not going to work. No, but okay. Michael looks more and more like Kirk every day. Yeah, he's getting old. He's, he got old. All he, of a he's sudden. getting old. But they're they, stuck together though. Him, him. Think, what's her name? Right? Uh, was he with Catherine Zeta Jones? Yeah. Are they still together? But he went and got the oral cancer from the oral other activity, and mm-hmm. uh, like I didn't know if that was going to be the end of that, but I think they think they worked it out. He's seventy eight years old, and they dropped video yesterday, like a preview of this Franklin thing. Yeah, and the transformation he undergoes, you know, physically, I'm sure with plenty of makeup and special effects, yeah. is remarkable. Uh, the seventy eight year old actor, virtually unrecognizable, sports a tricolored longer hairstyle and Don's full 1770s attire, including Franklin's signature colonial tricorn hat and large overcoat. I will watch this. I am interested in colonial times. I love the, I love the like, of the, impre- the most impressive part that we should mention specifically about this makeup is a tricorner hat and a, and a big coat. A tri-corn- How do they do it? Yeah. How do they figure these He fits perfectly in into it. Yeah, he yeah. fits perfectly into it. I'm going to show it to the stream right now. Hey, look at that. Where do they come up with Where these things? Where do they come things? up with that idea? Gotta, wait, wait, let me see that picture again. Did they say almost unrecognizable? Yeah. It looks exactly like what him. What are you talking about? It looks like a better version of him. Uh, yeah. He should just go with the Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin should be flattered that they kept Michael Douglas relatively good looking for him. 
Franklin wasn't like a looker. No. You know? He was known for his intellect. The ladies loved him. The ladies, that's so what I was going to say. Didn't he get a lot of tail well, then, Franklin? very clever. Yeah. Okay, good. Clever I, I, fella. Are you going to watch this? He spent a lot of time in France eventually because he's like uh, yeah. a well, that, especially. And I think that's this is set, this is reportedly set in the in the age where he secured France's financing for America's yeah. ambitions of you know, of becoming their own country. So yeah. I want to say... The Franco-American if alliance. I right. I think John Adams went over to, to meet and try to team up with Franklin. And John Adams was kind of like a... Not a party bro. He took him to whereas, a brothel. Whereas Franklin was over there like being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, because John Adams had read all of that Ben Franklin had written about um, uh, moderation and all this stuff. And he goes over, and Ben Franklin's just living the French He's got life. got like three whores. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 John Adams like You know hey, I invented electricity. <laughs> John Adams like no you didn't actually invent it, you discovered it. I invented it. I invented it. I've told all these Frenchies I invented it. You nice not- wingman. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. I say all that to say I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> it looks good. I think the portrayal is gonna be really, really yeah, John good. John Adams is a real buzzkill. <laughs> Not a good, not a good wingman yeah. at all. Apple TV is where it's going to be. Is where you find. Apple I TV's can't sign up for Appleton, Wisconsin again. Apple TV, baby. All right, I, I boycotted Apple TV after the third season of that uh, <laughs> that English soccer coach dude. Oh, Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's Ted, that English soccer coach dude. Um, did he die? I hope he died. He didn't die. Oh, I wanted him to die no, so spoiler bad. Spoiler alert: He didn't. Oh, die. I was hoping that he was going to get like beheaded by King he, Joffrey he, or he something. He didn't die. <laughs> That would be great. Oh, that would have been awesome like, Ted Lasso. The, the White Walkers show up, <laughs> Ted Lasso, chew his face this off. One thing I've learned about, this is one thing I've learned about humans. Like, they get into their own little alternate reality for the TV show you're watching. Yep. So it's A-OK to, like, when you're watching, when you're watching Game of Thrones, you're like, oh, I hope King Joffrey dies a horrible death. And everybody's like, yeah, 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 he should. But when I'm watching Friends, and I'm like, why will they not just have a bus hit Ross? Yeah. I yeah, just want to see him die a You and I are on the People same are like, page oh, on that. kind of psycho, Seth. Yeah, like, no, yeah. you and I are on this. David Schwimmer, yeah, he, he can go to hell. I, I'm not a David Schwimmer guy. Uh, is he on Radio Row? Can he hear me? No. Okay. Um, all right, the, the Chiefs drafted the eventual highest-paid player in the league. What lessons can the Texans learn for a couple of years from now about the way the Chiefs have done things to stay in the Super Bowl with the highest-paid player in the league? We'll talk about that. And how does my daughter's, boy, how's my daughter's boyfriend oh, yeah. going to fare on Survivor? Very we'll have, excited about We'll have this. that audio of his introductory video. He's going to be on this season's, uh, this season's edition of Survivor. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. Seth, I'm already planning ahead. I'm planning ahead for three years from now when C.J. Stroud is the highest-paid player in the sport of football and the Texans on the heels of possibly a Super Bowl, maybe multiple, like the Kansas City Chiefs, when Patrick Mahomes was still on his rookie deal, yeah. are having to plan ahead here. And I'm kind of looking at how the Chiefs did things. Mike Sando actually has a really good rundown of how these two teams have been built. It's You know the crazy thing to think is that the 49ers are favored in the Super Bowl, and they may have had the biggest botched trade in recent NFL history. Like, the Trey Lance trade is one of the biggest botches by yeah. a team in maybe NFL history, and, and they've built such a good team that yeah. they're the favorite in this. They, they, they traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance, and he, he was a complete well, failure. Just to show you, almost the, the stroke of fate that happened to work out, at least, was that they found their quarterback as a seventh-round pick. Yes. Like, so that all of those assets were spent to get a quarterback, and they felt it was justified. And obviously that particular trade didn't work out, but at the very least, they didn't have to spend even more. They didn't have to put to put good money after bad in trying to find another quarterback still, because at least for now, they found the guy in Brock Purdy. Yeah. But you're right, that's, that's where, like I told you, just even when last year, it, the fact that Brock Purdy could have gotten them to the Super Bowl, I felt like John Lynch should have gotten... GM of the year and also been fired immediately. That's right. Because That's the Trey right. Lance trade was so bad. And yet, you've constructed such a good team. It's incredible. That you can slot in Brock Purdy or honestly Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Anybody except Trey Lance. Right. <laughs> and, Oddly and, 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 and possibly win a Super Bowl. I wish they'd gone with Sam Darnold. I would have loved to have seen that heat check. Because Sam Darnold was such a disaster the other two places yeah. he's been, you know? I always wonder with quarterbacks. We were talking with our Uber driver this morning, mm-hmm. who is an interesting dude. I told you, I, I fall in love with Uber drivers a lot. I'm like, ah, I can hang out with this guy. And then you realize it's time to get out, and you're like, I'm never going to talk to this guy again. <laughs> but uh, he was a former college quarterback at... Mankato State. Mankato State. In Minnesota. Yeah. So it was interesting. We were talking to him, and he was talking about how it's a shame that co- players don't just kind of get a chance to sit and learn for three or four years like back in the old day. And I think there's truth to that. Yeah. You know, like Eli Manning. Would Eli Manning have gotten uh, as, as much time to be a substandard quarterback if, if, if right. in, in today's day and age? They might have punted on him yeah, after a couple of years. So you wonder with guys like Sam Darnold, who just has great physical skills, if... Almost like a like a kid that's got learning disabilities, like maybe he's, you know like unidentified um, dyslexia or something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a matter of figuring out exactly what works for this guy. Yeah, and then all and then it turns out they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like the the Forty Niners in their dalliance of Sam with Sam Darnold kind of kind of feel that way. They're like, okay, well, you just got to figure out how he functions best as a quarterback. Yeah, and maybe there's a key to unlock it. But you just if you can keep him around for the relative on, on the relative cheap. And figure out a way to unlock like whatever he needs in that system. There might be upside there. They brought him in when Trey Lance was still on the team, so yeah, they must yeah, see something yeah. in him. So we'll see. It's Brock Purdy's show right now. As far as the Chiefs go, 
Because um, I think I, I think the Texans are going to be in a similar spot a few years from now as the Chiefs are in right now. I think the Texans are going to be one of the better teams in the NFL. Who knows if they, you know, the ball bounces the right way for them in the postseason a couple of times. Maybe we're here covering a Super Bowl that involves the Houston Texans. The thing I feel most confident in is that C.J. Stroud is eventually going to be getting paid like the Mahomeses yeah. and the Allens and those guys. And it's funny, Sando kind of lays out what the Chiefs' strategy was once they had to pay Mahomes, because it did. Their strategy had to change. They cleaned out all the aging guys on their defense, and they started using a lot of their heavy draft capital yeah. on young defensive guys, like uh, the McDuffie kid, Karloftis, uh, the, the Bolton kid, uh, Nick Bolton, the yeah. linebacker in the second round. So if you look at their defense, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty young unit yeah. and very, very good. I thought you said get rid of all the Asian guys on the roster. I was like, well. They may have had a couple Asian guys bit, they yeah, got rid of, does, but no, does, aging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, aging. Uh, well, the other thing that helped, too, with, with Mahomes is that he signed a very team-friendly contract. That once he got past the the bling of the top line number, mm-hmm. that it was all a bunch of team options and not a whole bunch of actual guaranteed yeah. money or anything like that. And it, it almost looked like at the beginning of this season that Mahomes was like kind of hinting at it when he was asked questions about it. That yeah, you want to be sure you're you know you want to help the team out, but you don't want it to be to the point where you're you know where you're not getting paid a fair wage. And I, I wonder if this season and seeing like how tenuous they're anybody's hold is on dominance if maybe he's going to sw- slide back a little bit towards like yeah i'm just going to keep playing this contract out because we need we need to spend money on other players elsewhere his cap hit this year is 57 million dollars yeah um his cap hit next year is 60 and then 63 the year after that so it's, it's, it's such a long contract though that it's really easy to oh the, to, to, to move to, things yeah, around yeah, yeah. yeah. no they, they'll 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 always find a way to put a good team it's just funny because the other thing sando points out is look they they use the draft, so you get inexpensive young players on defense. You target they targeted the less premium positions in free agency, so they signed Joe Tooney, a guard. Yeah, yeah. They signed Justin Reed, a safety. Yeah. Um, who are impact guys, but you're not paying thirty million for them because it's yeah. not that kind of. Drew Tranquil uh, on defense. And I think, look, I think that's I think that's the absolute right way to do it, and I think that D'Amico especially, we know he values off ball linebackers. Mm-hmm. So if like a Patrick Queen who I think would be would just really thrive in this system. I think you could sell Patrick Queen on like look you'll be a star, you'll be widely recognized and he's already he's all pro this year, right? Um yeah, I don't know if he was all pro or not. So, but he's very well, yeah. Uh like he's still going to be more of a, a like a, a potential mainstay. For sure. Um and like, safeties. Like safety is the weirdest position where it's almost there's all the the teams look at it almost like it's just a a commodity and none of them are all that big a deal and yet on really really good defenses often you find oh they've got a hell of a safety they've got a really really good safety so it's like when you have one that you really like he's worth it and but but that's still less money that you're going to pay for a cornerback or a defensive yes or anything yeah like yeah that. and and then the the premium positions they ship Tyreek Hill out of there to yeah. get the draft capital to go draft George Karloftis another guy well, and then you look at like the premium position an edge rusher right yeah but then you look at the Ravens and look at the way they led the league in sacks without any one guy right. being particularly dominant and with Jadeveon Clowney being the lead goose there making a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's... Uh, when when D'Amico said that they were going to spend resources on the defensive line, I don't think that he 100% meant, yeah, we're going to use our first draft pick and we're going to po- sign the biggest, most expensive free agent out there. Um, not to say that they won't, but I think he probably just meant... That we're gonna we're gonna devote draft picks and 
money and free agency. Uh, maybe more so in numbers than like the actual apex pick and all that. Second team All Pro, Patrick okay. Queen. Second team All Pro and Pro yeah. Bowl. So really, really good football player. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I uh, confession. I've never watched the show Survivor. Oh yeah, I've never watched it. I, we watched. watched it? I think we watched like the first season or two. Okay, they're in season forty-six now. Season I mean, they're 46. doing multiple seasons in a year. Yeah, yeah, right. It's been around twenty-three years. Yeah. I think they do two yeah. seasons every year. So, um, if you were listening earlier, my yeah. my daughter Judy, Roy Orbison's not blind. If, <laughs> Derek Newton, um, the, the, my daughter Judy, her boyfriend from college, and they're still together. Um, is going to be one of the contestants on Survivor this year. It was just announced yesterday. He posted it on his social media. His name is Charlie. Um, he's one of 18 contestants. He is in his third year of law school. I'll let him lay out his background here. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he doesn't lay it out that far. But, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, and he's been dating Judy for how long now? A few years. Three years? Few, yeah, at least well, three. Well, he's in his third year of law school, he was an undergrad when she met him. Right, right, was... right. They, yeah, they, probably th- yeah, probably three or four years at least now, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so they've been together for a while. Um, so here they dropped videos for each, like a one-minute video for each of the contestants yeah. this year. Here is the audio from Charlie's video, and then weigh in based on based on his background in this audio. How do you think he'll do in Survivor this year? I will be in different Taylor Swift eras in different portions of the game. When it's time to make a move, reputation on repeat. I probably talk like a law student. I'm definitely conscious of avoiding stereotypes, arrogant, or a know-it-all. I'm hoping that they're going to see that I just like to have a good time. I was this walk-on type Rudy character on the Harvard cross-country team. Running is a really, really hard sport. So I'm hoping that I can use that experience putting myself in pain and discomfort, because that's ultimately the name of the game. You just keep lasting. I'm going to be graduating law school in about a year, and then I sort of start my, my working life. So when am I going to get to survive on an island in Fiji? That's why it's the perfect time to be out here taking this crazy risk. All right. Okay, he started off with the Swifties. Uh, he, he, let me the, tell you. Yeah. He's hit huge with the Swifties, apparently. Okay. On social media. Oh, yeah, I bet. So between... He, he was, I, I read in one of the descriptions that he was active on the Survivor subreddit. Subreddit, so yeah. So he's, he's already a, in He's that a community. huge Survivor fan, yeah. He's aligned himself with two groups already that are very passionate. On the internet. So he's yeah. going to have a couple huge fan bases behind him. Yes, yeah. And he actually mentioned Taylor Swift in an era of Taylor Swift. Right out of the shoot. Was that like an album name or I something? Think, what yeah, was eras. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Reputation. So, reputation. Yeah. Yeah, was that when was that when she was like like kind of making fun of all the? You're asking the wrong okay, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I'm gonna think that most of our listeners sound are, are gonna say he sounds like he's gonna get eaten alive. He's yeah, right, right, yeah. like yeah, he's you know he sounds he's, nice. He's a, he's a great. Sounds kid. like the kind of guy you want to date your daughter. <laughs> he's a great kid. But you wouldn't bet on him on Survivor. Yeah, I, here's what I think. I, my guess is they probably had a lot more footage than just one minute to put together on yeah. him. And so I think when they put these videos together, my guess is that they're crafting the characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my guess is they don't want. I'm just purely guessing. And part of it is I'm rooting for him to win. It's it's already been filmed. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what the results were of the whole thing, but 
I, I would guess they're not going to maybe telegraph things. You know what I mean? Well, so, maybe they're painting him as the underdog, right? That's so right, yeah. To present him as, this, like, oh, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, And yeah. he's into Taylor Swift. Right, right. He even yeah. said on there, I was the Rudy of the cross-country team. He was a walk-on. Yeah. He became a two-time captain of the team. I think he's going to be the uh, the scrappy underdog. Okay. At some point, it's going to come to a point where he has to decide, yeah. all right, do I screw somebody over yeah. and change alliances or something? And, and that's going to be the big question is whether or not he can do it. I mean, like where that's where because I like I told you I haven't really watched Survivor but I kind of like just keep an eye on it every now. It seems like over the years it's just gotten more and more cutthroat. It's, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I know I know very little about yeah. the show. Is it a lot of physically grueling stuff? Well, it's a lot of physically grueling stuff. But then there's also kind of like teaming up and forming alliances for yeah. strength. You know, there's strength in numbers, and that, uh, that. those alliances are tested. Yeah, he'll be good at that because people like him, and he's my guess is he's got a caginess to him. But I wonder this might end up like both with some firms helping him get a job after law school yeah. but with some it might hurt him yeah like if he shows that he's genuinely cutthroat and he'll do what it takes some firms he might end like up that. getting a better job after because yeah. Of it. yeah i like that i like better he, job. is he law school at bc bc can yeah. you tell us anything about bill o'brien uh, he, i don't know i don't know probably how good a lawyer is he's this a kid? patriots fan so i'm guessing he's not necessarily fond of bill o'brien after the offense did what it did this year oh that's true yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to check the text page. My hunch is that the Taylor Swift alliance right out of the shoot there, especially right is, now, is not going to it's not going to play big with our audience. It's, a, it's very divisive. It's a very divisive topic yeah. amongst football fans these days. We'll check it during the break. All right, hey, uh, top of the hour uh, interview with uh, our friend Craig Gass, uh, comedian <laughs> who is sort of an annual fixture. Seth's laughing. Sean, it's not going well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. screwed. Yeah, um. I love it. I love it. I don't think he is. Uh, somebody we'll said smart, athletic, charismatic. He will make the top eight. Okay. Okay, I like these predictions. Are there more than eight people on there? There's 18, the I think. There's okay, 18. Right. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> He's going to make the top eight. How many are there? Six. <laughs> All right. Um, Craig Gass, comedian, going to join us top of the hour. He joins us when we're on Radio Rug. Craig Gass is a fixture. He stops by. You won't want to miss that. Very funny dude. He's going to stop by top of the hour. Up next, we got the game coming up on Sunday. The non-game things that I'm still looking forward to most this week, and there's some serious Texans ties to a couple of these. We'll get to those next. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Oh, hey, welcome back. We're back. <laughs> uh, Payne and Pendergast with you live from Radio Row. Ben screaming, you're on, you're on. Uh, Yingling Flight bringing us here to Radio Row. We thank them for that. Also, big thanks to Bull Shirts for these awesome golf shirts, the Sports Radio 610 golf shirts that we've got, uh, helping us look our best here on Radio Row. Thanks to our friends at the Low T Center for helping us come here this week, sending us here. And also, uh, you can hear the big game right here on Sports Radio 610 Sunday night. Big game coverage is brought to you by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Get yours now at solostove.com. So things I'm looking forward to, we'll get to the text page here in just a second. I would say the text page, I just played the audio, we just played the audio of my daughter's boyfriend, Charlie, who's going to be a contestant on Survivor, the one-minute intro video of him, and it's looking like 90-10 the 90 being they think he's going to get eliminated pretty early in this thing. Yeah. Based on his video. And I, I like your theory, though, that the producers in putting together that little one-minute intro video m- tried to make it look very much like he would be the underdog. He, yeah. You know, he they did. even make a – he makes a Rudy reference in there. Yep, yep. So, so I, how are you – now, he said he was the Rudy of the Harvard cross-country team. Correct, yeah. What does that look like? Because that was like – I feel like a Rudy of a cross-country team would be he's fat. Like, uh, like, okay, like Rudy in a football context is the little guy. Yeah, yeah. Rudy, I was like, is he actually like a, like, can he bench 400 or something? No, 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 no. No, he just, uh, he was a walk-on, you yeah. know? And he dealt with a lot of injuries, too. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah. To, like, fight through injuries. Yeah, to fight through stuff. injuries, oh, yeah, multiple. Yeah, man, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good for, yeah, I think the pain tolerance is, and, and endurance is underrated in how much that might help him with some of this stuff. They, they'll probably have one event where, like, he's specifically well-suited to it. yeah. I, I'm going to point out, he referred to Taylor Swift in the first two seconds of the video that yeah. he did, so that's immediately going to take a lot of the people texting into us and like, boom, That was really done. smart by the show to do, though, because yeah. they pulled in that, uh, oh, that yeah. fan base. Yep. They're yep. going like, to be hardcore into him. After listening, Is Sean. Is Judy I'm, worried at all that now all these Swifties are going to get... So, uh, your daughter Judy, yeah, is his his girlfriend. Yep. Are you worried at all that uh, is Judy worried at all that all of a sudden he's going to have um, I guess groupies? Yeah, if she she doesn't survivees? she doesn't survivees. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't she doesn't seem worried when I've talked to her. She hasn't felt the the white hot focus of the survivor fandom. Your your uh, the reality TV fame is a different level of fame. It's, yeah. Um, he sounds like uh, just my my assessment of this. I'm pretty good. I've got a. I've got a lot of friends that I wouldn't trust mm-hmm. to date my sister or daughter, right. and uh, like I can see him a mile away. He's not one of those guys. I trust him. Like, yeah, I do he's too. not one of those guys that I don't trust. Yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 a great kid, man. He's a great kid. Sean, a Swifty. Your daughter can do better. My daughter is a Swifty. She'd it'd be appropriate. She would date a Swifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a relationship can't be built upon arguing whether Taylor Swift is uh, appearing at too much in an NFL broadcast right, or not. Right. That's, not, that's not the foundation of a relationship. Would you hire that young man as an attorney to represent you? Yes, in a heartbeat. Mm. He's super smart. Absolutely. It depends on what kind of case. Okay. He sounds like he, he might be like a genuinely good person. That's not always who I want on my side. It's a Why little do you like hire our, an attorney? It's a little like our quarterback <laughs> theory, right? He might be a Brock Purdy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He may be right. Um, the only one that's real positive was the one you read. Smart, athletic, charismatic. He'll make the top eight. Okay. 
he makes top eight, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. That means he gets to hang around for a while. I'm, I'm going to watch the season now. You know, This will be the first season I've ever watched. When does it start? February 28th okay. on CBS. I'm sure there will be promos galore running on uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's CBS Super Bowl. Yeah, so Charlie's going to be on the Super Bowl. This is going to be a distraction to him in his final year of law school. He'll be fine. Is this his last semester I coming I think up? so. I think so, yeah. All right, yeah. I hope. Yeah. It would suck if he comes one of these stories like, uh, yeah, I, I, I dropped out with two weeks left in law school. Right. Chasing that survivor Going money. for that reality TV star money. Yeah. 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 Next, uh, and now, all of a sudden, Judy and, what's his name? Charlie. Judy and Charlie are like living in an RV, but not by choice. No, no, like not, a, Harb- Harbaugh, not yeah. a Harbaugh's deal. Yeah, they're by, the big difference in living in an RV by choice versus yes. living by necessity. Um, among the things I'm still looking forward to this week, we have Craig Gass joining us top of the hour. Um, we've still got the Hall of Fame announcement on Thursday. We've not talked much about that. Yeah. Andre Johnson. I've been, I know. I, I almost feel like I don't want to jinx anything, even though the decision's already been made. The decision's been made, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of good about it. Are they but, having that big goon go around and tell him still? Uh, do the, they still do that? Yeah. I don't know that he's still in charge of it. David oh, okay. Baker was his name. It's an unsettling yeah. quality to him. He's so big. He's got like a bulbous face. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like. He's bigger than all the football players. I don't like that. Like I, I like the when you go up. If you're gonna approach Earl Campbell, damn it, be smaller than Earl Campbell. Out of respect, he's a gentle giant. Yeah, okay? David Baker. Um, we've got a bunch of Texans that are up for awards. Like Thursday's gonna be a big night. Okay. Friday's show's gonna be big because we're gonna come in on we, we're gonna come in on Friday and we're gonna know about Andre Johnson. Uh-huh. We're gonna know about C.J. Stroud and the offensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, we still got a lot. Bobby Slowick's up for assistant coach of the year. Thursday and Friday will be big, too, because you and I are both trying to pace ourselves so we can kick yes. Thursday and Friday Cross in the evenings. Term. Yeah, so we're, we're just kind we're of building. drafting. We're running in the pack we're right building. now. And uh, come Wednesday night, it's go time. Yep. So so Bobby Slowick up for assistant coach, assistant of, the year. coach of the year. Yeah, he's one of the five finalists. Who are the other? Uh, the other finals? I don't have him in front of me. Uh, Jim Schwartz. From Cleveland, who oh, I think boy, is, is going to win. Favorite. He'll probably get that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Bobby, Bobby, to me, is the one that has the least chance of winning any of these awards. Both Baltimore coordinators are on there. Yeah. As bad as Monken was in the playoffs, he had a great regular season coordinating yeah. for Lamar. So you got Mike McDonald, uh, Todd Monken, uh, Jim Schwartz, and I'm missing Bobby Slowick, and I'm missing one other. I can't remember who the other one is. Previous winners were. Uh, Might be Dan one, Quinn. Uh, tell me if I'm pronouncing this right. Demico Ryans? <laughs> Demico Ryan's won it in 2022. I've heard of Dem. Yeah. Dan Quinn won it in 2021. Brian okay. Dayball. This is an avenue to a head coaching job. Ooh, keep going. Okay, so 2021 was Dan Quinn. Yep. Head coach. Uh, 2020, Brian Dayball. Yep. Head coach. Head coach. Uh, 2019, Greg Roman. Decidedly not a head coach. Not a head coach but, and back in coaching now with Harbaugh in yeah. Los Angeles. The year before him, though, Vic Fangio. Okay. Became a head coach. Became a head coach. And then now not, but yep. still. Um, and then, like, okay, just the four years before them, uh, Pat Shermer, Kyle Shanahan, Wade Phillips, and Todd Bowles. Okay. So, um, not necessarily. Oh, Ben Johnson was the other nominee this year. Ben okay. Johnson, not Dan Quinn. Um, so, yeah, so you got a lot of Texan stuff going on later this week, too, um, here, on, uh, here at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. All right, we will um, – I'm going to keep looking at these texts. I've been texting with my daughter. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so how's it going? Ah, if these are the judges, Judy, I don't know how it's going to go for you. But it's not. It's, it's, a, it's a competition of skill and guile. 
Charlie's yeah. a sports fan. He knows by mentioning Taylor Swift right out of the shoot what the response is going to be by largely male demographic sports fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he's not. He's being himself. He's being genuine. That's it. Which is the best thing. I would. I would say. I don't like. I'm like you. I don't know much about Survivor at all. But in terms of like reality TV stars in general, yeah, the more outlandish and crazy your personality, the better. He seems like he's far too well adjusted to be a genuine reality TV. That's star. That's probably true. Like he could be the kind of guy that wins the competition and yet doesn't uh, doesn't get as many appearances afterwards as the person that finishes third. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you know? yeah. Because they're just a whore for the spotlight. Yeah, like he's just a little too well adjusted. I used the word whore a couple times this hour. I know the kids are listening. Yeah, can I read uh, a text we got from my brother? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. so uh, uh, Wes—that's my nephew's name. Okay. Wes was asking about Uncle Seth today, so I pulled up the show in the car as I was driving into school. We turned the show on right as you guys were discussing John Adams and Ben Franklin. Mm, yeah, very educational and, stuff. And right. Wes, my my nephew, who's seven now, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, says, "Dad, Uncle Seth is talking about the Hamilton characters." He then listens a little bit longer, and right before he gets out of the car, he says, Dad, what's three whores mean? <laughs> tell your brother I'm sorry. Yeah, that was Sean that referenced Yeah, the, tell yeah, your brother I'm ben sorry Franklin about that. Franklin and his whores. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. Not horse. Yeah, it was actually, yeah. Ben Franklin, yeah. Um, sounds like your text message, sounds like your daughter's boyfriend can't fight, but he can dial 911 real fast. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, someone says, Charlie sounds smart, tough, and dependable. <laughs> he was. Bill O'Brien would Bill be such a dude, big fan of Charlie. He would love Charlie. Boston kid, are you kidding me? You'd give him $6 million a year. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, Payton Pendergast with you. Craig Gass, comedian, really funny guy. He's on Radio Row every year. Um, so good to catch up with him. He joins us next. That is uh, here live from Las Vegas on Radio Row, Yingling Flight. We, of course, thank them for bringing us here. Craig Gass is next. Stay there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.